Ramon Foster <laughs> from J. Martin. Ramon joins us now. You can catch those guys every weekday morning from 6 until 10 on 104.5 The Zone. Big savagery. What's up, man? What's going on, gang? Man, and by the way, Babs, you can't be cold because from what I've been listening to, you came in super spicy today. She did come in spicy. She's <laughs> going all in on the Wait, 49ers. Tell me I'm wrong when you look at what this offensive line is going to look like. Tell me I'm wrong, Ramon. I mean, you, you're not wrong. It's, it's just the idea. I hadn't seen you get this spicy like this, Babs. I just wanted to acknowledge <laughs> it. That's all that was. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, we'll get into it. Uh, the first obvious question, uh, do you uh, have any desire to, to play one more game, Ramon Foster? <laughs> you know what, Brent, Ron, Don, it is the holiday season. I can <laughs> always use some holiday money, but I'm going to pass up on this one. I'm good. I'm so retired right now that it wouldn't even – I'm a civilian right now, man. So, no, I'm good to go. It sounds fun, but that pain would be hurtful. Like, <laughs> what would that be like, like to step out of retirement – uh, almost two years in, and and be it just like play a game out of nowhere. Like what what would that experience be like? Do you think? Man, it would be like the first year, first day of camp, like every year. Like that's the, the like we used to write down in our our springtime notebooks. Remember, the first week of camp is gonna hurt. It's gonna suck because you forget how much you hit. You forget how much your body has to get acclimated for for from like your feet to your knees to your hips to your elbows like everything has to get acclimated you know the whole thing well i gotta get in football shape or i gotta get in basketball shape like that's a real thing man so it would be i wouldn't even feel it tonight or tomorrow i feel it like on monday or tuesday because that's when all that adrenaline leaves and my body's back to being normal so yeah it would be it would be hot garbage man that's what i'm telling you <laughs> ramon foster with us so what what do you think on the offensive line? I mean, it looks currently Quesenberry right tackle, Nate Davis right guard, Ben Jones center. And then it's Aaron Brewer left guard and Dylan Radens maybe at left tackle? Man, what well, he, he Dylan Radens played uh he played tackle in college. Again, I I do think he may be a little bit, you know, behind as far as his development. He's a D2 guy. I, and, and I look at, you know, why he hasn't been elevated this year when he's been readily available, it seems like in emergency situations. Well, now here's the emergency situation that, you know, nobody was really hoping for this year with a guy like him. If given this opportunity, though, I think he'll be fine. What does fine look like? Well, maybe that's just one sag. Maybe that's, you know, just one push in the backfield. The biggest thing for him is not having any mental errors. If he can handle the playbook as a young rookie, he'll be fine because most of the time if you're strong enough and physical enough, which has been one of his knocks about his development from people that's been around him, he's got to get stronger, got to get stronger. Uh, if he can handle the mental part, everything else takes over because he is an athlete more than anything. Nick Bosa has got Ooh. to be licking his chops right now. 15 sacks, right. I think, right? Like. I mean, just phenomenal football player. Okay, I'm going to give you all a little secret about some of the best pass rushers in the league. They are very opportunistic, okay? They looking for an opportunity to sniff out. I don't want to say the weak link, but you guys know what I mean by that. If there's an opportunity for them to say, hey, I want this guy. I was talking to a football buddy of mine yesterday. I was like, teams, guys like him look for the candy bar because everybody want to bite out of it. And that's what J.J. Watt has done. Um, you look at some of the guys in the league, like look at uh, look at Big Jeff, the way they move him around, or Harold Landry. 
they game plan and do stuff to put guys like a Nick Bosa in position to make a big play. Why would you not do that? If he's proven that he can get to the quarterback a lot better than everybody else on your team, find me the candy bar. Case in point, last weekend, you knew Aaron Brewer isn't Roger Saffo, and that's no knock. Saffo's just that good. But first play of the game, where were they putting pressure at? He just got steamrolling. It was the worst play, worst way to start off a game with a TFL that far back. That gets you going. So that happened to me, too. I don't want to make it seem like I was invincible or anything like that. Hey, I got tested by Ron. You know who he is, Sean Ellis, big cat. Mm-hmm, big cat. He came and saw me with the Jets and was like, hey, I'm coming right here just so you know because you're the newbie. That's the part of life. You got to stand tall in them situations and earn your stripes. I got pushed back. Dylan Radins is probably going to get pushed up back if Dur- uh, Duran Gray is in there also. He's going to have, you know, a learning curve. That's the natural progression of what we like to call earning your stripes. I really like Arden Key, too, up there. I mean, they're, they're really active uh, on, uh, on their defense. And Fred Warner at middle linebacker is another guy that we're going to have to monitor. Oh. Really good player. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I said it on our scout meeting Wednesday. Um, he's probably the closest thing they've had to Pat Willis in a long, long time. And y'all know how good that dude was. Heck, he's in a conversation right now as far as being a Hall of Famer, and I think he only did like six or seven years. So I'll tell you about his impact as a player, man. And Fred Warner, he is as good as advertised. Like that. Savage, you're talking about a person licking their chops, ready to get to it. When you got what happened with Jeff Simmons, and I said it, you can call it disrespect, you can call it snub, whatever you call it, it's being left out and not mm-hmm. being patted on your back for what you feel like you went out and done. The man's trained all summer to get ready for this moment, and then he's on a winning team and is honestly anchoring that team. Like nothing else happens behind him if nothing is taken care of, uh, taken care of in the trenches. This man went on social media, put a line out there hunting, just to say what his mindset was going to be for this game. What do you expect from him coming into this matchup? Y'all know when they used to hand out, like, mixtapes at, like, uh, college, uh, you know, parties and stuff like that. Or you get a a demo disc from a new artist, and it says, for motivational purposes only. (laughs) That's that's what that snub was, okay? Uh, And and it just so happens that news broke the day they have a game, or the day, uh, you know, the day before they have a game. So he gets an opportunity to go put that out there already. You know, he don't have mm-hmm. to wait on Sunday. Um, he's going to be a guy that you're going to see a lot of emotions out of. He's going to be a guy that you're going to appreciate that you have on your team tonight. Like, I know that O-line for the 49ers is real good, but that chip on the shoulder that Jeff has is going to stay there. And you know who I've seen walk through this is the guy that actually beat him out, Cam Hayward. I saw yeah. him just begging for that, uh, that that recognition. And we said we want to. Everybody wants that pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants that, hey, man, welcome to the club moment. And Jeff missed that, and Jeff has done enough for him to be able to get that invitation. It sucks because he plays D-tackle, and he's got three guys on that made Pro Bowl that you can't really say, man, no, nah, we got to move him for you. DeForest Buckner, solid. Cameron Hayward, solid at an all-pro. Uh, and who's uh, Chris Jones? Solid mm-hmm. All Pro. Yeah, Buckner he can get out, but Indy is hot. The fan base for some reason has come out of nowhere, and it's just a bad position. I've seen this story before, and it was Cam Hayward. The next year after that, Cam went to all. He 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 made Pro Bowl and he made first team All Pro mm. again. This is for motivational purposes only tonight. Yeah. 
I love it. Ramon Foster with us. Uh, here's here's one thing that I think needs to happen tonight. I think they've got to figure out a way to push the ball down the field. All right? Tannehill, take four steps, let it fly. San Francisco, number one in the NFL in pass interference. I'm taking shots at that. No doubt about it. And that's the reason you have so many people in the scouting department to figure that type of stuff out, the analytics. I don't think the Titans are a huge analytics team, but they are a team that, hey, they're a smart group, and that's what you better do. Emmanuel Mosley's not there. BFL, just got to throw that out there right hey, now. Man. Um, <laughs> um, But if, if you're smart about it, you do that. The thing is, though, Brent, as much as I'm riding with the idea that this group is going to band together, there will be a learning curve of maybe a quarter – a quarter and a half until they catch their time in as far as what Tannehill is doing in the pocket with the new guys. So if he got time, I'm pushing it. If he doesn't, Brent, make this the fastest game in America tonight. Run that ball <laughs> and hit your quick plays and get out of that stadium with a dub. How much pressure do you think the defense feels to be next to perfect out there? A lot. Yeah. Uh, and they won't mention it because it's a team sport. It's a lot, Brent. And, uh, I've been in that situation before to where they, they wouldn't say it to our faces um, when we had one of the best defenses in the world. And our offense was kind of doing this. It was kind of sputtering a little bit. But you hear the team meeting where the, where the D.C. defensive coordinator said, guys, we got to give this week. And you're just thinking to yourself. I know they're saying they got to give because we're not holding up our end of the bargain. But, again, <laughs> it's three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. And, uh, that defense is, is corrected itself from last year, and they're doing the job. And it's nobody's fault other than the injuries are terrible. COVID is terrible for a season like this. And you just say, hey, man, thank y'all, and give them gift cards to Kane Prime or, or, or Bourbon State <laughs> or something. <laughs> I love your honesty. <laughs> By the way, if you're I'm listening real. and you don't know Ramon, he played for the Steelers. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 11 I'm years. being real. Yeah. Those locker room conversations where the defense is like, man, when y'all, you know that joking where you hear mm-hmm. the people jokes, man, when y'all going to get it together? I'm like, I don't yeah. believe it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How much pressure is there on Todd Downing? On Todd, a lot, because he's got to be creative with a little. And, and yeah. the reason I say that is because we're all judged off of just results. Um, and, and respectfully, I'll say this, okay? Nobody cares about the labor pain. Just deliver the baby, okay? Yeah. That's how <laughs> a, a locker room full of guys. I, and, and Coach used to put that on us. Look, I don't care if we're down five men today. Just give me the baby, man, and the baby is a dove. And that's what they're going to judge him on. And, like, when, when, when Todd Downing's doing his review and trying to get a new contract or, you know, he may be a head coach candidate somewhere, they're not going to look at, you know, oh, man, I'm sorry. And, and, that, uh, and that San Francisco game, y'all were down like seven guys on offense, man. Okay, we'll, we'll forgive that. No. They want to see what your stat line was and if you want it. Yeah. And that's just the nature of the business. Get nasty. Get nasty. <laughs> Ramon Foster, at Ramon Foster on Twitter, uh, 11 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers to Don's Point and VFL. How about that Tennessee win against Arizona last night? Huge. Okay. I I loved it. We were in my living room watching it uh, with the boys and stuff, and one of the biggest things I was telling them, because my kids are tall, and naturally coaches want to put them at center. And, uh, of course, I'm I'm looking at them, and I'm like, watch, watch Fulky, watch Fulky. Look at his move. Look at how patient he was. It was a lot that went into the game that I was impressed with, with how um, 
how good of a coaching job Rick Barnes did. And in that second half, they figured out we can attack the post because Spooky is just so doggone savvy to where you have a guy who's going to be a bona fide first rounder and, and Kennedy Chandler that was making a point to dish the ball to him and let him do work. And they fouled out three important guys on that team to where it was like, okay, that's the plan. Keep feeding him the ball. And just watching the unselfish play of, of all of those guys together. And uh, I even text Ron during the game. I'm like, you know, is this, this is a spot for a guy like the uh, Amani Bates, you know, where he can come to a team and develop. And the only reason I say that is because it's always Tennessee versus Memphis. But you see the development. You see the growth. Like, the stuff that Chandler is doing is going to help him on the second level to where tonight might not be your night. You can score at will, but we got to win the game as a team. Yeah. Yeah. That's spot on right there, Savage. What do you think about the entire landscape of what's going on up there in Knoxville? I got to hit it from you real quick because I ain't heard it. I ain't heard you on the radio. Like, we got Vitello. You got what he's doing. You got the Lady Vols, who've only lost one game. You got Rick Barnes, just beat the number six team in the nation. Hypo's coming off a great recruiting trip, and they didn't touch the transfer yeah. portal. Coming off a great year, where do you think they're staying right now? It's in a good spot. Uh, it's in yeah. a real good spot. From the coaches you just named to the conversations from the student athletes up there to uh, I talk to people that's in, you know, like the compliance and front office, like in the, in the media part, everybody – is excited, and I hadn't felt this type of excitement since 2005, maybe 2006, mm. to where um, it seemed like everybody's on the same doggone page on the same mission. You don't worry about an AD trying to get his guy in because everybody you got in is good. You don't worry about a coach trying to say, hey, don't go to that game, like come to this game. You had football players at the Lady Vols game. You had the men's basketball team at the ladies' ball game, and you see a bunch of support from baseball to football to track to volleyball. There's a lot of mm-hmm. that going on, and I'm excited. I'll say this, Ron. I love it. I can't wait to go back. But, of course, all of that means nothing if we don't start getting dubs and continuously keeping it. I saw the men's baseball team got snubbed as far as the top 25, too. So yeah. we'll see how that turns out. All right, Ramon, who wins tonight? Oh, Brent, why would you do this? I didn't even do it on my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ain't on your show. You're on our show. Nope, this is how we roll. Oh, All right, so it's too much against them tonight, y'all. I'm going to be real. Uh, like, that, that line getting it together with as many weapons that that San Francisco team has and hearing Mike Keith talk to uh, Greg Popper, who's the voice of the 49ers, speak about that team, they have what they like to call a little momentum. And it's going to be a physical game. Um I got to go low-scoring, 3-13-49. What was that, 23-13? Is that what you said? 23-13. Yeah, over-under is like 44 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely under. Mm-hmm. And I think this defense of the Titans is going to play this group really well. It's just a matter of who they actually going to have out there. Right. And how long they're going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part because this is what's so scary about if Darren Gray or Kendall, I mean, not Kendall Lamb, but if Dylan Raiden played, they hadn't had this many reps before, not even in practice since camp yeah. ended. Yeah. And True. that's the part in which I'm, I'm hoping they make it out healthy. And certainly not this many real reps. Yeah. Even if no. you go back and look at how often he actually played in college his last year, too. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. One game in two years. It is. And yep. mind you, this too, Eric Armstead is a friggin' stud at deep tackle. 
Yep. Mind you, Nate's had an okay year. I wish he was having a way better year. And then you got Aaron Brewer out there too. Like it's, you, you overcompensate Ben will probably have to do a whole lot of work up the middle tonight. But they're going to attack the core of that offensive line, and um, I'm hoping to keep this this game plan very simple and just work methodically down the field tonight for this Titans offense. Like that. 15, Chip away. Chip 15 away. yards, mm-hmm. shotgun snaps, and throw it as far as you can. Screen, <laughs> run, 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 screen. Screen, quick hitters. Welcome back 11, right? Yeah. Yep. Hey, yeah, Ramon. Yeah. Hey, great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Uh, 6 to 10 weekdays on 104.5 The Zone at Ramon Foster. Thanks, buddy.